The Alleyman Podcast, Episode 1. Enter Dr. Ala Okoye. I am Dr. Alaokuyi, religious studies professor and cultural anthropologist and author of Untold Streets, an urban folklore compendium now in its second edition with Silvered Street Books. On this podcast, we explore modern folklore in the urban environment. Last week, we concluded the moth child debate, and I firmly believe that it is nothing more than one of many modern takes on the vampire myth. What did I say last time? The moth child is just the vampire mythology brought against the modern urban landscape. I know this is contentious for many of you, as some of you have been very vocal proponents for the myth. But I think we've taken the discussion as far as it can be taken with all the Reddit posts. Appreciate the help from the moderators of the Urban Folk Reddit board. And of course, from all the sources and thoughts people send to me via email. Please remember to send emails to me at profokoye at modernmyth.live, not my university email. They have finally just outright asked that I stop plugging the university in the podcast. <laughs> we have flooded their servers with nonsense, or so they are calling it. Today, I want to pivot to a new topic. Our discussion of the gremlins lasted barely a week. The moth children vampire myth, three or so. I think it was three. Yeah, uh, three and a few days. But the whole time I've been pressed with constant requests for this other urban myth, the Aliman myth. I'll admit I hadn't heard much on this one until people sent it to me. But now that I'm digging into all the links and Instagram... Uh, Instas? The Instagram pictures you've sent me and the videos. Yes, I saw somewhere videos and not just bad pictures. I got that. <laughs> from all the comments on the latest podcast. I'm sorry. The vampire video from the Moth Children segment was really obviously edited. So I'm not going to go back to that topic just to apologize for that. But yes, now that I've started reading about this phenomenon, it really is everywhere. It reminds me a lot of the men in black myth, right? It's vague enough that, sure, it gets around and can apply to many locations. Most of the best myths are those ones that are vague with details and paint a general picture. The collective delusion can apply its symbology on anyone, especially this one. The alley man is a homeless looking man who runs scams in the alley. I mean, at its base level, this plays directly into any busker you wanted to, I would think. If you live in a city of any sizable nature, you can imagine specific homeless people who you see on your morning commutes right now. 
Now apply the Aliman templates to them and it likely fits. That's why I ignored these requests at the start because I only did a surface level dive into who this folktale was. Then I wrapped up the Moth Children episodes and decided I should take a deeper look at this to at least dismiss it with some more certainty. Then, yes, I saw the Instagram story, the video on Instagram from Sour Flowers in May. I feel like your calls for me to cover the Aliman should have started with the tarot angle. I have long been interested in covering modern psychics and tarot readers and commercialized angles of Voodoo and the like, especially in big cities, and how the urban environment informs their setups and sales pitches. And this at least scratches that itch a little. So, all right, here we go. I may regret this. <laughs> but I need you all to begin sending in your tips and thoughts on the Aliman phenomenon to me for next week's episode. <clears throat> Sorry, still getting over the cold a little uh, from last week. So, let's jump in, right? So, Sour Flowers in May posted this video a couple months ago here in town. She's on the street, looks to be somewhere in North Downtown. I think I recognize one of those store signs. But the video is a little choppy. Now, I know people edit these videos a lot on Instagram, right? You can tell some things are done to the audio in here. But let's just listen to the video. I'll try to let you know what happens that seems relevant in the video. And I was informed by my niece that this is a longer video than is allowed on Instagram. So it must have been a live video. You can see in the recording I'm watching on YouTube that it was a screen recording of the Instagram video. But the quality still looks good or overall passable. So I'm just going to have the audio playing here. And I'll pause it if I need to mention things or, or comment. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, there's that beer. Uh, the beer stein sign. I think I know that bar. She's on the street. Camera aimed at herself. Pretty white girl. Maybe 24 or so. Hey, Sour Patch Kiddos. So today, I wanted to bask in the sunshine. But wouldn't you know it, we've got... Ta-da! The good old lake winds. <laughs> Making being outside the worst. City living, baby. Here, she is doing her normal um, Instagram live blogging thing, <laughs> talking to her followers. Sour Patch Kids is most definitely copyrighted, so I have to imagine Sorry. her following <laughs> isn't uh, that big. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no takedown requests on her media just yet. I have to at least make fun of myself for that mistake a few months ago. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to the Reddit. People are still making memes of it to harass me. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm making a video right now. Here is where it gets relevant to our interests. On screen, we have sour flowers approaching an alley where a man has set up some cardboard boxes. The classic setup for running alley scams so you can knock them down and get out of there before you could be caught. You don't want to be taking down a folding table to run away with it if you're doing something you know is going to get people angry. 
Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're live to, uh, to 1,200 people right now. <laughs> Say hi, Ali guy. <laughs> Ali guy. Here, the audio of the street glitches a little, which is strange. I assumed editing on her part, but it's hard to say. Oh no, don't be shy! <laughs> okay. Hi, Summer Patches. Listen, since we don't get any nice time in the sun today, you instead get a perfect view of city life <clears throat> with alleyway scam artists. That was mean. Oh, no, 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 okay. I'm gonna be your favorite person today. You ready? I'm gonna actually play along. Okay, let's go. For 17 cents, I will share your fate. Oh, what? No find the ball under the cup thing today? You can't see it, but here the man shakes his head for no. But there are cops on the cardboard box, so he was clearly running that exact game. I mean, who even carries change, honestly? Oh, actually... She is oh, holding wait, it up wait, here wait. for the camera. No a dime, way. a nickel, here. and two pennies. I have. 17 cents Ten. exactly, which I've seen in a few spots about the alleyway now. Though it's hard to say if it came before or after this video. And I agree with Malecho over on Reddit. 17 cents seems so specific and odd. And here, I'm going to go back. She handed the money over. And right when she does, the background noise quiets down almost to 15, an imperceptible 16, level. You can't hear the cars 17. or street anymore. Oh God, People passing, exactly etc. Yeah, yeah, no, I bought that is. muffin with a five earlier, so I guess I had to change. I have to assume she edited it's it for eight. that, but it's so <laughs> noticeable when you look for it. Well, that's quite a deck of cards. Are you playing like poker? The deck he is holding is obviously too big to be a playing card deck. But it's also so mismatched. It's hard to share in voice like this. But look up the video. The majority of cards are tarot-sized, I'd say. But they have all different backs and are in a variety of sizes and finishes. Some look so old, while others look like new plastic. That one there looks so old and worn, it hardly has any of its original edges left. Let me pause it. Yes, that one looks like a receipt. Quite a thrifty fortune teller, Miss Aliman. <laughs> thrifty indeed. I'd estimate something like 200 or 300 cards in the deck. But he is shuffling through it so quickly and with ease. He must have practiced. Not clear how you'd shuffle a receipt as though it were a card, though. Yes, it is like poker. Okay. All right, sweet. What are the rules? The cards will tell us. Oh. Oh. There, she sounded like she didn't like what she was smelling. And the way the camera shifts suggests she is drawing back a little. I suppose that might be fair. He doesn't look that well groomed, to say the least. He's a plain looking white man, probably in his 30s, but aged to his 40s by grime. Long beard, some greasy brown hair under a beanie or a hat. Fingerless gloves. He almost... Wait. Honestly, after reading Flowers for Trinitron's post on the Reddit, I can't stop thinking about him pretending to be a homeless man. Yes, I am aware homeless people do not have great variety of options for looks to stay warm in a cold city like ours, nor the money. But this almost seems like a perfect caricature of a homeless man. I'm not saying he's an actor for certain, but... 
I'll, I'll let it continue. Okay, so... You guys are watching. He's dealing me a hand. Oh, I don't think... Wait, are you supposed to be seeing my cards? That, that seems wrong. He is. He's laying out a simple tarot spread with five cards. Though even paused, I can't recognize almost any of the cards. They seem to be abnormal. First is the hole, then the morning death. Oh my god. She is gasping here because she had lost her father a few months before this video. I suppose even without a description, it's obvious to her what it's about. But she is decently internet popular or famous. So even if this is a real video and not her fabrication, the Ali artist might just be playing an easy mark. The Eight of Rods. You have limited time. For what? The Five of Mirrors and... Is that a receipt? It is it the is. receipt I saw him shuffling. It's for you. Wait, is that... Oh my god, I forgot about that coffee shop. Holy shit, it's been like... It's still open for another hour. Here, she pauses while aiming the phone at the alley man. She I seems just, lost for words for a second. I've been there in years. But when she speaks next, she sounds like she's tearing up, right? She explains in a moment. Thank you. She's walking out of the alley now, just like that. With all the hype, I'd expected something more when I first watched it. But she leaves. I'll talk over this part as she's just walking a few blocks down to the coffee shop. First impressions just of that is that. See? The audio again. As soon as she left the reading, the world pops back into place with the audio. But just of that meeting and encounter, fairly normal. I haven't been harassed by Bosca to have my fortune told, certainly. And the deck looked interesting. People have already done their best to reverse engineer the deck based on what is visible in the video, picking out cards from various decks that are out there that you can buy. That kind of analysis is available on YouTube, and there's a little craze about the deck, but nothing is too strange about it. Let me jump forward a little. Here. It was just so strange, like... So, like, I used to come here when I was younger with, um... <laughs> with my dad, uh... So he was always, like, working. You know, he had, like, his little Blackberry phone thing or whatever, and... You know, like, he was always typing on that, like, tiny keyboard for his coffee, and I'd be bored, so he'd get me, like... Yeah, like a scone or, or a Danish or something. She's stepping up to order. I do, um, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, can I get, oh, uh, just like a large black coffee with like large black coffee? a pump of caramel sauce. All right, yeah, got it. Um, can I get, uh, oh, I love your strawberry pecan muffins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me can too. I get, can I get one of those? And um, can I get like one of those little coffee cake squares? Yeah, this one here. Your name? It's Kaylee uh, for here. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, what my comments say? Are you shutting down tomorrow? We are, honestly. <gasps> no! Yeah, it sucks for me. Holy shit. Well, it's a good thing I came today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, thank you so much. Jump forward, because here she pees and 
She's just waiting and waxing poetic about how strange it is to be here again. She hasn't been here on her own before. She's only ever been here with her father. She picks at a muffin and eats a bit, but she doesn't eat the coffee cake. Then she gets her drink. And here, I'll let her explain the rest. It's trashy receipt, right? Like, life is so strange. She holds the receipts up to the camera here. And we get to see it clearly like, for the first time. Honestly, tell me about a bigger coincidence. She's taking a bite of the coffee cake. No, it's honestly not that bad. Then she turns the camera to be front-facing Hi, and guys. does a cute smile. <laughs> and okay, here. Kira draws is asking, "Isn't Alan your dad's name?" Here she starts reading the chat room, or. The comments as they are coming in on her video. O-M-G. Oh my god, what? Yes, Alan is my father's name. Look at the receipt. Yeah, she lifts the receipt up and begins scanning it. Okay. Then Alan was the name given on this receipt, and it's it's the exact order that I have on the table. Guys, no, I'm not even... Y'all, this is the exact order I ordered that is in front of me right now on this table. Look at it. No, no, no. Look at it. Here, she sporadically shows the receipts and uh, then turns it back to the table coffee, and um, then to herself to uh, read it here. It's easier to see the receipt earlier in the video, but it does really matter. You know when you give the name for your order, it says it here in big all caps, Alan. Look at the date. What about the date? Here, Sour Flowers drops her phone on the table, but we can still see her in the bottom of the frame. And she's covering her mouth as she looks at the receipt. I'll skip the suspense here. The date on the receipt is the day her father died. It was 5.43 a.m. the day he died. He passed of a heart attack later that day at his place of work. That is one of the few things about the video that gives me pause. Right? I hate to call her out for lying and setting this up just for clout or fame or views or what have you especially about her father's death. But it's hard to believe a man in an alley would have the receipt from her father's likely final purchase before his death. Some people have called her out for being a liar about the muffin, saying if he was eating alone and she wasn't with him, why did he order the muffin? But she claims he must have bought it to bring home to her. But he died at work, so he never had the chance. Others keep going on about how the alley man set this up so that Sour Flowers would have a last chance to go to a place important to her and her father before it closed down forever. Looking into this at all reveals that it closed down for a few months, but it reopened under new management. I admit, I did stop by out of curiosity, mostly because I wanted to try that strawberry pecan muffin, but they no longer make those. A family recipe of the previous owner, apparently. Now, we've seen produced urban myth like this before, of course. There's the Slenderman ARGs, or AR-styled found footage shows. Those were produced for something that was clearly and intentionally made up, however, so I don't want to compare them too much. The alley man as a myth feels much more natural to the fabric of the cityscape, our collective concepts of urban life, and who the characters are that inhabit it. It's not born of this, uh, this creepy pasta intention. 
not starting from an attempt to be scary or spooky. So I'm curious about this tarot angle. The Sour Flowers video is the only one I've seen so far that shows this whole tarot reading experience. But the audio weirdness leaves me imagining this was produced. At its worst, Sour Flowers was using her father's death as drama for a well-planned life skit. At its best, a very strange homeless fellow stalked this girl and her father with good intent to make sure she visited her father's favorite coffee shop one last time. Well, while they still had her muffin, I suppose. At its weirdest, we have a strange and ubiquitous early fortune teller on our hands who wants to give people information they need right when they need it. I think the piece of this that worries me is the mythologizing of homelessness. It carries much the same idea of the mythical Negro, the kind old and harmless black person who has mystical or near mystical advice and wisdom to share. On its surface, it's not that bad, but the concepts behind it, that the good ones of any minority, in this case the homeless, are those with kind and soft hearts whose role in our lives is to be secondary and to give us the advice we need for our own lives. Their entire purpose in our narratives is to be present for us when we need them. It also exoticizes the concept of being homeless, making it into a near ascetic space. Ascetic like a monk, not aesthetic like a style of clothes or hair. It purports this idea that homelessness is like asceticism and in being without ownership of a home or items or funds, that they are mystical or brought closer to the divine, often in a way that grants them wisdom. And this allows people to distance themselves from homelessness as an experience that is other, one that they cannot experience unless they choose it, and at the same time being a choice they would never choose. As if homeless people exist in that one place and were never anything else. The fortune teller mythology in general imagines diviners as people who exist in a liminal, magical place. When you apply that to homeless people, it becomes a certain type of, of rancid excuse-making. That this Ali man exists to be in this space because it's where he belongs in order to be of use to us. Still, still, I'd love to delve into this further. I'm curious if there is other similar evidence like this that carries more of what this Ali man's intentions are. <clears throat> and delve, you all have. I put up a post last week on the Reddit board and have a whole host of stories and ideas about the character. I read most of them and I see the shout out for Alchemy Arts. Yes, a reminder to viewers that I am a professor here in Chicago. I am running out of time today, but I will bring some of these stories for next time. There also seems to be a whole Facebook group of people known as The Seventeen who claim to have met him. But I only see it as starting after the Sour Flowers video. So no certainty as to the validity. The alley the group is called. That's for next time though.
So, take this as either a challenge to make more believable fake evidence <laughs> or to hunt for things that look more real. And we can debate together whether or not there's any reality to it. I will be in the Reddit and available by email to take your thoughts for next week. Remember, it's Prof Okuye at modernmyth.live. And, and remember, our discussions here are not just for debunking myths. I like to do that too. But our focus here on modern mythologies is to explore these themes and what they say about our society and culture. What needs and fears these myths were born from and how they help shape our collective identity as a culture, both together and individually. So, until next time, my mythologians, and thank you for listening. The Alleyman Podcast is a podcast produced, written, and directed by Seven Dane Asmund of Publishing Goblin LLC and licensed on a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike International License. The Alleyman character was created by Seven Dane Asmund and is based on the character created by them for the Alleyman's Tarot. I'm John Dingo and I produced the intro and bed music. Outro music produced by Seven Dane Asmund. I am Uduak Inyang and I play Dr. Ala Okuye. I'm Kat Velt, and I played Sour Flowers in May in this episode. I am Noah S. Brown, and I played the Alley Man in this episode. And I'm Seven Dane Asmund, and I played the Barista in this episode. The podcast Modern Mythologies is a fake podcast produced for the purposes of this show, as are its hosts and characters. Any relation to people, real or imaginary, is a coincidence. The Urban Folk Reddit and Dr. Okoye's email, profokoye at modernmyth.live, are real and available for you to use to reach out to the character. I will read comments and emails each week for the next episode. Please like, review, and share episodes wherever you find them, and consider donating to support this and future projects at Publishing Goblin Patreon, or follow us on all social media, which you can find at publishinggoblin.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>